Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. I'm Andrew Frezza, and I'm here with one of our coaches from Fit Town Jupiter, Coach Nick. I'm not even gonna attempt to <laughs> say your last name. Kale Manchan. Kale Manchan. We're gonna Kale put that in the. Manchan. We're gonna put that in the show notes in the description, <laughs> so you guys can see why I did not attempt to. It sounds easier to, to yeah, say than it, it even. It looks really bad, and then you say you're like, oh okay, wasn't that not bad. awful. Um, but yeah, this is Nick's first time on the show. We were just having a good conversation a few hours ago and I was like, oh, cool. Let's do a podcast about that. And so today we're going to be talking about a better way to do class evaluations and um, just some things that we've picked up on recently as, we, as we've done our next set of class evaluations with our coaches. We've done them in the past, but I actually didn't realize that we had never done it this exact way um, with Nick being able to participate in it. So I wanted to break that down, how we do it. And, uh, and share some of Nick's specific um, feedback and learnings that he had from, from taking this on. So um, basically how we've typically done these class evaluations, it's not, it's not rocket scientists. You just have you know, one person with a, uh, a clipboard and kind of a class evaluation sheet that would be observing the class and then meet after with that coach to give them feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time around what we did is we had coaches pair up so Coach Nick was with Coach Melissa, and Austin, our head coach, um, would sit with one of them to observe the other person's class, and then all three of them meet. And actually, for some of those meetings, I'm in there as well, um, but I don't have to be in there. Typically, you guys could run this with just your head coach, the, the, the one of the coaches that's being paired up, and then the other coach that's actually performing the class and giving them feedback. Um, so. This was your first time doing it, Nick. What it was, was kind of, what did you get more value out of? The, being the coach getting the feedback or being the person observing that got to give the feedback? Um, that's tough. You know, it's kind of like the, the chicken or the <laughs> egg. Um, but I think me personally, I, I got a lot more, I think, performing it because I just, I just felt like, I was doing like Melissa such a great service. Like that that's why I got I got such a big kick out of it. It was like I am doing this for my team. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to do the best job possible to make Melissa better and to make the team better. Um and whereas like when I kind of went through it, I was just like I just really hope I don't suck. <laughs> you know, and uh so let me just do my best and um you know that was a whole experience in itself, and we can talk about that. Yeah, we we uh, we put Nick in the hot seat. We had our immersion group here the the week that Nick was doing his observation, so we had like five of us literally yeah. observing his class at once, and uh, definitely put the pressure on. And you know, it's interesting in both both classes, yours and Melissa's. It's like at face value, they were great classes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but we had a lot of feedback for you. We had a lot of feedback for Melissa. And it's like, once you dive into the details, there's, you just open this Pandora's mm-hmm. box of so many things that's like, oh, wow, that could be a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I think it goes back to, you know, I just listened to your great uh, culture versus uh, community podcast mm-hmm. you guys just did on Seven Figure Box. And that was more along the lines of like the, our clientele and our members but I think starting from the top, um, that that trickles down based on the culture that we create for ourselves here mm-hmm. amongst the team and amongst our coaches, where standards are going to be created. Um, we 
expect high performance every single day with every single class and the accountability never stops you know my phone is always on and I have text messages from coaches you know that hold me accountable and remind me of those standards and those text messages can show up at any time and uh, so I just love that we we breed this culture of continuing to make ourselves better and that is for our members yeah and one thing one thing I thought uh, you did really well on the feedback side was um, giving specific actionable feedback to Melissa for her class um, but also kind of balancing the positive with the negative or you know the the uh, the positive with the critiques and the the uh, could be improved for sure um, so that's that's one thing that I would encourage you guys to do when you do these evaluations is let the the coaches that are paired up give the majority of the feedback or at least let them go first mm -hmm. in that so um, which I think you did a great job every time we turned to you and said hey how did you think Mel did in the warm-up how did Mel do in the workout how did she do in the cool down you had something for her mm -hmm. it wasn't like Oh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, so your coaches should be able to give tangible feedback to each other um, and, and be able to pinpoint it on a, each part of class. Break exactly. it down. Exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, that criteria just doesn't come out of thin air. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think you kind of sucked at this. Or maybe you could have got better at this. Or maybe you did a really great job. It's like, no, this is black and white. This is mm -hmm. what we expect. This is where you excel. This is where we could have got better. Yeah. So you talked about kind of giving the feedback when you were getting the feedback and you had those observations. What were some of the, the big eye openers for you? There are no days off, you know, and it definitely wasn't one of my stronger classes. And then just you don't you compound the fact that we had a big audience <laughs> sitting there with a bunch of clipboards. You know, it didn't make manners any better. It reinforces the idea that we care, you know, which is one of our core values is that, you know, we care, we coach and, and we teach and we lead. Getting that negative feedback, yeah, it kind of sucks at the end of the day, right? Nobody wants, yeah. nobody wants to hear that you need to do better, but you can go to bed at night and sleep well knowing that we care about mm -hmm. each other and that's what it's there for. How do you think about feedback? The, the audiences know you as well, but I know you pretty well and I think you're pretty good at taking feedback. So how do, you, how do you think about it that allows you to take it and be constructive with it? Yeah, um, I think it's just very, very important to not take that personally and understand that it's coming from a good place, you know? And there, there's a great balance as well of man, you guys rocked at that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, hey, we need to get better at this. And, you know, I think that's, that's how we get better as humans, by getting into those uncomfortable positions where someone is very directly telling you, get better, you know? And it's, it's important to me as, as an individual and my core standards, to hold myself accountable for those actions because I think if you just take a kind of a look around that that self-accountability and the ability to hold others accountable around you is a I think a quality that's lacking in most of the general population yeah so it's refreshing 
And then I think the most important part, part of any of this is that this, this leads to some kind of lasting change, mm-hmm. right? Not that you're going to be perfect because you had this one time yeah. coach evaluation and you got to observe someone else's class, but that now that you're coaching these classes afterwards, you feel there's a difference in, and what, what is that difference, if any, for you? So, you know, for me, it, it just breeds confidence, you know, and it, it kind of builds to me like this almost fearlessness to where I'm not afraid to fail because I can go forth and put what I perceive as my best effort out there. And I know somebody's going to be like, you did a really great job or man, that wasn't that good. Like, mm-hmm. I know you can do better than that. So, you know, for me, I, I just think that I can go to work every day with my head held high or I can go to a PT session with my head held high knowing that my team's got my back. Yeah. Cool. So I wanted to break down kind of our evaluation sheet a little bit. Um, I'll have a way for you guys to be able to download this um, if you guys want to have a physical copy of it. Um, but the way we break it down to give someone like Nick who's doing it for the first time, a way to give tangible feedback is we start by breaking it down into each section of the class. So we have a pre-class section, which is like just the preparation. Before you even show up in the door, what have you done before, Mm -hmm. beforehand to read a lesson plan, have some knowledge on the workout, watch some YouTube videos, whatever you need to do. Then we have the 10 minutes before class, which is like the relationship building, connecting with members, saying hi to people, starting to get that energy up. Then you have the class intro, which is just like your announcements. You have the actual warm up for the day. You have any type of strength or skill work before the workout. You have your main workout of the day. You have a cool down section. And then you have the 10 minutes after class and then the post class review. Um, is there any of those that kind of jump out to you that you feel like, okay, until doing this thing, you didn't really yeah. think about the same way? Yeah, already what I was thinking about as you were kind of giving that rundown is just how much there is there before you ever start coaching. Yeah. Before you're ever saying, hey, um, screw your feet into the ground. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happens way before that that goes into what we expect of our coaches and what we expect of our classes. Did you read the lesson plan? Do you know what's going on in this class? Are you familiar with the time domains and the expectations of this workout, the stimulus of the workout? Um, You know, are you building relationships before class? Mm -hmm. Are you smiling? Are you laughing? Are you getting everybody hyped up and happy and ready to go? You know, and and we haven't even done anything yet. You know, we haven't started sweating. So definitely, you know, absolutely before I got here, to me, coaching was, you know, programming and, you know, knees out. And, yeah. and that was it. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of thought about the pre and the post and all of those other little things like, did I spend more time in this area of, of the room or that? Or mm-hmm. did I move at all? You know, did this person get missed? Did I say their name? Yeah. You know, all of those little things that go into what we expect a great class to be. Yeah. And, and you started to bring out the names that this person get touched, this person get missed. And that's kind of the second half of this class evaluation sheet, which is this sort of Excel like chart that on the left hand column, mm-hmm. we're listing every athlete's name that's in that class. And then we have categories for like 
did you give that person a warm welcome? Did yep. you cue that person? Did you give them positive encouragement and reinforcement on that cue? Did you give them a goodbye and then kind of an area that you can just tally the number of touches? Because obviously there's some redundancies in there where you can just keep coming back to an athlete and, and keep greeting that person, keep building that connection. Exactly. Um, and that's huge. And that's where you see those patterns mm-hmm. of, you know, we, we noticed that, uh, a little bit with you, even mm-hmm. more so with Melissa, she's kind of running the same route every time. Yep. Uh, in our FTX building, we have the turf yep. running right down the middle and it's easy for us to become a turf coach mm-hmm. where we're just moving east and west in the building and we never go north and south and cut in and get close to people and build that connection. And often when we're doing like interval workouts and stuff, if we're going back and forth to the clock, we tend to like every time we leave the clock, we do the same route and yep. we come back to that same spot and we're seeing everybody at the same portion of that workout instead exactly. of changing that up. Yeah, and, and, and that's why you know these evaluations are so cool because it's like, how many times, I'm in the middle of a class like, okay, how many times did I run this route? <laughs> okay, let me go stand over here this time, you know, uh, or let me make sure I talk to this person during their bike rather than their burpees, you know, because yeah. I talked to them during their burpees, I know how they're doing there, let's see how they're doing during their bike. It, it's, it's, it truly is amazing. And, you know, when we did this on, what, Wednesday, I think yeah. it was? Yeah, sparkling water. Uh, we did this on Wednesday, and I don't think I've stopped thinking about it. <laughs> you know, I, I really haven't. You know, it, I've been just so, like, incredibly grateful about such a process existing in the first place, you know. And I, I told you during our meeting earlier today about how we spent... I don't know, 10 minutes talking about how we can make one of our members slam ball positions better, you know? And I just sat, sat back there just smiling to myself like, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, I used to see those as kind of a bad thing because I'd see like coaches kind of maybe debating or arguing with each other at times. Mm-hmm. And now I see that as a really healthy part of our culture because it's like people really care. They care about those nuances and those little things become the big things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the big thing that also, we see is kind of this dynamic of the macro versus the micro Mm -hmm. in any given class. Um, And we break it up by the roles. Um, We talk about the roles in the Rockstar coaching course Mm -hmm. of the cheerleader, the director, the technician, the programmer, and the coach. And it's important to note that the the cheerleader and the technician roles are very much micro one-on-one roles. Mm -hmm. Whereas the director and the programmer are very much macro roles. It's very much a group based role. And, and some people excel tremendously in the group setting and they do most of their coaching from afar. And then you have a lot of people that do a ton of stuff individual one-on-one and they tend to get bogged down with athletes. They get stuck and the group misses that, yeah. that big component. And, and you guys kind of had the opposite, yeah, yeah, right? We did, you know, we so sure you did. in Nick's class, which this isn't always the case with you, but he, he kind of thrived in more of the technician role. Mm-hmm and the cheerleader role, but kind of forgot a little bit about that big director role and yep. managing the clock and the music. And then Melissa was kind of the flip side. She did tremendous in those. And then when we looked at some of the athletes that were kind of overlooked, it was like, oh wow, this person didn't really get the touches they need to on their, their ball slams yep. and on, on, uh, on the burpees and some of what was the more complex movement of that day, exactly. even though it wasn't a super complex day. So. Um, yeah, it was cool. Cool to see that dynamic. I mean, amazing. Like, I mean, so that workout was that, that Melissa had was a run, you know, 10 ball slams, very small amount of volume within that time domain, and then as many burpees as you could do. 
So you're talking about not very technical type of movements, but the fact that we were able to break down so many little nuances of just how that could have been better mm -hmm. was just so impressive to me. Yeah. And that's really about like, uh, you guys will be hearing one come out soon about uh, how to avoid burnout as a coach. And I think that being able to nerd out and get excited about those nuances is really something that you have to allow yourself to do as a coach because I think it does help yeah. keep you from burning out because there's always, there's always something to get better at. Yeah, there's always sure. something to improve. Sure. And for me as a coach, that excites me. That doesn't discourage me. That excites me. Yeah. And I, I think you should be excited about it. You know, the opportunity to get better. Speaking of the burnout, you know, it's very easy to just sit back and be director and just mm -hmm. crank up the music and say, hey, guys, great job. Yeah. You know, and that's going to get old after a while. And then it's like, OK, well, I can move here this time. I can move here. I can shift here. I can adjust somebody's damper. I can see what pace that they're moving at. I can move their hips in a sort of different way. And there's all these little things that I could have been doing where face value on the very macro scale somebody could walk in for a no sweat intro and be like oh my gosh like what a great class yeah and then we just absolutely rip it apart to shreds <laughs> you know and those are opportunities to get better right and most people would see a see a class like that running slam balls mm -hmm. and, and burpees like what's there really going to be for me to coach today yeah you know some coaches get excited about by, by that but most coaches that have been in this for a while are like eh, that's not really my cup of tea. Give me some, some cleans, some toes to bar, some things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then once you realize how many opportunities are there are to get better, it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, again, going back to the culture thing, that we just, we breathe that all the way from, from beginning to end, you know, from cradle to grave of we have a, a workout that has rowing, running, sit-ups, and burpee step-ups. None of those very sexy movements, you know, but given the opportunity and the chance to dive deep into what we're trying to achieve in that workout, um, all the ways those athletes could get better, that has now become on paper a kind of a very boring class to coach that becomes a very exciting class to coach where I'm like, wow, like I can make this person's pace better, they're breathing better, you know, maybe their footwork better on a burpee step up, mm -hmm. you know, all these little things that, you know, make a class better, make an athlete better and challenge you as a coach. Yeah. So I encourage you guys to take this and run with it in some way, shape or form. This could look like exactly what we did. Um, if you guys are going to do this, you have a pretty big team. I would recommend you have uh, one coach watch the other coach one week and then the next week have the other coach do that first coach. So that way, um, that head coach, whoever's overseeing it, whether it's you or the, as the owner or that head coach, you're kind of spreading it out. Uh, maybe you take a week off between each pairing and then you can, you know, if you have a bigger team, once you get through the entire team, you can kind of just start right back up again with new pairings. Um, don't try to cram it all in at once spread it out so it's not like this huge load that's going to prevent you from doing it again in the future when it's time for you uh, to do it again in the future and then the last thing i'll say is if you don't or if you are a coach that are not a part of a facility that really has this type of culture but you know you need to get better um, you could pair up with another coach on your team that maybe shares your values or you could just really start to evaluate yourself mm -hmm. i mean i I started at a time where we didn't have a big staff right. and 
you know, essentially I had to do that self-evaluation for all of my classes. And I think your members are some of your best teachers. So yeah. yes, is, do you need someone else to watch you from time to time? For sure. But I think a lot of this can be done via yourself if you're willing to ask the right questions after your classes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll wrap up there, guys. Thanks for listening and good luck with your coaches evaluations. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.